Time to take a look at what's on the shelf. What is the book we're doing for Rick's Reading List? It's a Monday afternoon, and today it is an absolute gem by Delia Owens, Where the Crawdads Sing. Yes, you've probably heard of the fact that there is a movie by the same name telling this same tale. I've not seen the movie, and I cannot imagine how it can possibly compare to the very first book that Delia Owens wrote by the same title. This is really sort of a blend of some of my favorite sorts of things to read and from some of my favorite authors. For instance, it's a blend of imagery, the likes of which you would find from a James Michener. It's a blend of a legal drama or the suspense thriller that you would get from a John Grisham. It is a coming of age along the same lines that you might find from a Harper Lee or a Toni Morrison or a J.D. Salinger, and at the same time, it also could be part saga, part suspense, part thriller, part coming of age, part mystery, part psychology research project, where the crawdads sing. It is about a young woman abandoned by her family. First by her mother, then by, well, actually first by some of her siblings, then by her mother, then by an older brother, and ultimately by her father, so that by the time she is six or seven years old, she is left alone in a swamp, in a shack, in rural North Carolina to fend for herself at six years old. Didn't know how to read, didn't know how to write, went to school exactly one day in her life and felt like she was laughed out of the building by the other children. And yet she ended up being an expert in so many different ways that absolutely stunned everybody else around her ultimately as the story goes on that she had an understanding of the marsh and she had an understanding of nature and she had an understanding of the creatures that lived there and the plants that were there and how the tides worked and what happened in the skies and everything because she was a keen observer of it. And even though she didn't have the book smarts that others did, she certainly had the ability to understand things because of her ability to watch and to learn. And she could hear things long before anybody else could. You sometimes wondered as you're going through where the crawdads sing whether this could even be possible. And yet it ends up being, to some extent, a love story, and it ends up being a heartbreaker. It ends up being a crime story. It ends up being um, a, a story of the civil situation of the South in the 1950s and 60s and even into the early 70s as well. I guess if I were to try to describe, and I think by now you've probably got a sense for where the crawdads sing, sounds like there is just layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. And that's absolutely true. That's why it's it's hard for me to imagine that this is the first book by Delia Owens. You know, it's almost like you are in a raft at the bottom of the Colorado River looking at the Grand Canyon and you see strata upon strata upon strata. And there is another layer of rock and a different color of sand. And then it goes on and on and on. And that's what you get 
from where the crawdads sing. The development of the character Kaya, who is the woman who was abandoned, and she goes from being a young person to ultimately an old person who dies in the swamp many, many, many years later. But it's a tale of abandonment and how she manages to get around that or over that or past that, or can you? Or can you? Is it possible to be able to ever overcome being abandoned by your mother and ultimately your father and all of your siblings as well? It is a heartbreaking tale to think that someone would do that to a child or, in the case of the mother when she left, her children, because there were multiple kids at home when she left. But she just could not deal with the situation of living with an alcoholic, violent husband who was also tormenting not only her but her children it gets into so many different stories and tales but it's not hard to separate them it is not difficult to keep track of where they're going even though this is sort of one of those dual timeline books that has become very much the rage these days that it tells part of the story and then it flashes ahead to later in the story and then it goes back to the story and then it comes back to the present time or at least what feels to be the present time there is a legal thriller part of it there is a love story part of it there is the psychology part of it and then there's just the soaring almost prose feel that you get as owens describes the marshes and the swamps and the beach grasses and the areas around coastal North Carolina in the 1950s and 1960s before so much of it was ultimately developed. I just found myself loving every single page turn of the book. Again, I have not seen the movie, but I cannot imagine how it can possibly capture the way her pages of uh, just incredible descriptive information on none of the people, but more the places that this story took place. If you get a chance to read it, again, I've not seen the movie, but this is one that I firmly believe there's no way that a short hour and a half or two hour and 10 minute film can possibly, possibly entertain and keep your attention the way the book where the crawdads sing the way that it's written by delia owens cannot recommend it strongly enough just a compelling and heartbreaking and yet still story of overcoming the longest of odds and that, I think, is reason enough to read Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. It's on Rick's reading list for this, the 27th day of March, 2023. Check it out. Check it out at a local library or pick it up at a bookstore, bookseller near you. Support your local bookstores and keep them busy, too.